Carl Jung said, Awaken and shine your light for others to follow. The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. This is an invitation to move differently in the world, to operate from a place of deep knowing and alignment. I'm Adrienne McDonald, and welcome to the Source Code Podcast. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back, or welcome if it's your first time. It is a chilly, chilly week in my part of the world. I hope everyone is warm and cozy. Grab your coffee or your favorite tea, and let us get into what the muse has for us today. After last week's episode on refreshing the core principles that I believe in and I teach, I got a few questions around practical application. And... So I started thinking and I was reflecting back on integration and embodiment, which was my 2023 focus for myself personally. And um, I mean, that's why I picked embodiment as my 2023 word of the year. So I was thinking about what helped me most with integration and embodiment. And it was, I mean, it's a range of things, right? But I realized a big part of it for me was consciously expanding my openness to being awestruck or in wonderment or being enchanted, if you will. And today we are going to be talking about finding the magic in the mundane because that's really what I made a conscious effort to seek last year. And I think that's why I was really felt driven to do an episode on why I believe that there needs to be a spiritual revolution. I did an episode on that last year. Now, being awestruck is, it's something really hard to describe to others because it's a very individualized emotion, right? We all have our moments. It's what we experience when we encounter the mystery of something that we don't have all the puzzle pieces to. And when I was thinking and reflecting about this, I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's any studies around this because that's just how my brain works and sort of to my surprise, but not to my surprise or have been. I always find it interesting how hard science tries to catch up with the mystical. Humans got a human, you know? So Dr. Dasher Keltner, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly, is one of those people that studies awe among other things. He also states happiness. And he believes that there are eight wonders of life that inspire awe, which include strength and courage and kindness of others. I think he calls that moral beauty. Collective movement and actions like dance and sports, you know, like uh, we're a Gamecock household, South Carolina, like when, when Sandstorm plays, you know, and everybody gets into it. Nature, music, art and visual design, mystical encounters, encountering life and death, and epiphanies. Now, I believe his definition of awe is feeling of being in the presence of something vast that transcends your current understanding of the world. And it occurs in the realm of the sacred. In the studies that he did, he found it fascinating that money was never brought up when it comes to describing awe. Uh, my own personal experience, I'd say he's right on the money with that. No pun intended. He's even written a book about it, which was really driven out of his experience with his brother's death. 
which really reminded me of my own mystical experience with my stepfather's death. And I most certainly was awestruck during that experience. And as I, you know, as I look back at that, I believe that's when I really started to expand, although at that time I think it was subconsciously, my consciousness around allowing more of that into my life. I think that's when that really started because a few, like maybe a week and a half after he passed, he did his transition, I was on a trip to Cuba. And I just remember taking everything in at a deeper level and a different level at that time. And when you're in that space of wonder, everything shuts off and there's this inner sense of interconnectedness. And if you remember from last week, that is my favorite principle, the principle of interconnectedness. That sense of interconnectedness really comes through in moments of awe. And interestingly, a study that Dr. Keltner conducted, they saw a, um, a reduction in activity in the default mode network or the DMN in the brain. That's the area of the brain that um, is, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little critical, inner voice likes to pop up in that area of the brain. It also increased connection through the DMN and the reward center of the brain. Okay, so we've got that reward circuit in the brain. So they saw a reduction in activity, but also an increased connection with the reward center. Now that is the region of the brain, the DMN, is it's associated with like self-criticism, anxiety, depression. You also see a reduction in activity in that area of the brain during things like meditation and chanting and, and those types of things. And I also think that, that the that area of the brain, you see a reduction when you introduce things like ayahuasca and psilocybin. That, that's also a reduction in that area. You see where I'm going with this. It puts you in that state of being less self-centered and more interconnected more sense of community, more appreciation for interdependency. Now, I should also note here, it's worth mentioning that you can be awestruck in um, a positive way and you can be awestruck in a, mm, shall we say, threat or fear-based way. And they studied both. And what, what they, they in both cases, they saw a reduction in activity in the DMN. However, the connection, depending on what type of awestruck it was, whether it would be threat, they saw more of a uh, more connection in between the DMN and the amygdala, which is the fight or flight mode. Or if it was positive, then it was with the reward circuit. So, I mean, and that makes sense. That makes sense. The other study that he did that I thought was fascinating was with people over 75, because at age 75 is when we start to see humans dip more into like depression, anxiety. They start facing their own mentality. That might be one of the reasons. And as I've said before, we treat our older folks in the West, especially as elderly and not elders. And so a lot of them are probably questioning their value as a human. Anyway, his experiment was to get these folks to do what he call, called an, I think he called it an awe walk, 
once a week for eight weeks. He had a control group, and then he had people that he they directed to do an all walk. And over the course of the eight weeks, all of them felt happier and less depressed and less anxiety. But the the ones that were on the all walk, two things came out of that that were pretty interesting. Each week, they found more moments of awe. Their, and the second thing was their pictures started to change. Presumably, he had them take pictures. Meaning, at the beginning of the study, like, and I am just picturing my 80-something-year-old mother doing a selfie, but which amuses me to no end. But the, the subjects would put themselves, like, front and center in the picture. And then over time... They were like barely in the picture at all, or or there was a much more expansive view in the background. And this led them to think that it was that they were taking themselves outside of themselves more and more as the the, the moments of awe got more and more. So I thought that was that was pretty fascinating. Again, it goes back to the interconnectedness of things. So there was a um I think he was Danish philosopher by the name of Soren, and I'm probably going to screw up his name, is Soren Kierkegaard. And this man studied anxiety and depression. That was like his focus. He said that walking gave him a chance to make contact with random people, random things. And that led him to observe that it is the wonderful, it is the accidental, and it is the insignificant things in life which are significant. That, my friends, is finding the magic and the mundane. So getting out in nature really helps me. And if you're one of those people who's like, I am not an outside person, outside socks, etc., I really, really invite you to reconsider that. Because if you had told me when I was, I don't know, in elementary school, when I was in high school, even, you know, college age, that I would love being in the outdoors, I would have told you that you were delusional and needed to see a psychiatrist because I I was not an outdoorsy kid. I just, I hated being dirty. I just didn't like it. And over time, um... As I have invited more of this into my life, I, I think that I can't imagine not going outside every day. I love walking in the woods. Uh, I especially love botanical gardens. I mean, if you can't find awe at a botanical garden, garden, I would be absolutely shocked. I remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, I went to Daniel Stowe, which is near where I live in the in North Carolina in the Charlotte area, and I wandered over to where they were having, I guess, a butterfly cage type thing, and I actually got to see one come out of the, it's, it's, what is it, the chrysalis, I think is what it's called, something like that, when I was there, and it was so, it was so amazing to watch, like, the wings unfold, and it, like, it was, it was just beautiful, and that same garden has a a beautiful water feature. I kind of like danced through the water feature. I had a lot of moments of awe that day. And even if you're not a big nature lover, 
I, I really encourage you to perhaps that give that another go. And you know, there's a word for that, the love of life and living things, um, or living systems, I think it is. It's biophilia. Uh, it is the passions we feel in relation to nature. And I think one of the reasons why nature can strike us with awe so easily is because it has a capacity to engage so many of our senses simultaneously. The see, smell, touch, hear. Like you can even taste nature. I mean, taste the salt in the air at the beach. Yes, yes, please, more of that. I mean, I, I feel the same when I'm walking in the woods in the fall when like I get I feel like I can taste the crispness of the leaves. And I believe that's one of the secrets of seeking more awe moments is to engage more of your senses at the same time. So slowing down, taking a beat, embracing that pause. I mean, think think about music that strikes you in that way. Like where you just want to stop what you're doing, whatever it is, and drink it in. Or maybe it wants wants to make you dance. Now, talk about awe, dancing. If you, like, I don't know if you've ever watched tribal dancing. There's a Lumbee gentleman that I follow on Facebook, and I am always awestruck by his video because in, um, in his dancing, it's in most Native American dancing, they're not just dancing, they're telling a story, and it's just, it's just unbelievable to watch. Um... African dancing, same same thing. It's just incredibly mesmerizing, and, and you can't help but feel awe when you're watching that. And especially if you're watching something like that in person, it's just, I remember um, going to uh, an in, um, in uh, what kind of festival was it? Um, it has a name, and I can't remember. Um, we had a lot, of, when I was in corporate, we had a lot of people from India and they had different uh, festivals that they would do these different dances with. And we had, uh, I got invited to downtown to, to go to one of those and watching them dance and their beautiful saris and whatnot, just, just awestruck, awestruck. And I think that it doesn't have to be great, big, huge. It really doesn't. Magic in the mundane. A new tea blend, for instance, can give me a little moment of awe. Closing your eyes, taking that first sip, letting all those flavors hit. I had some pad thai in Raleigh in December that gave me a little bit of a moment of awe. It doesn't have to be great, big, huge. In fact, most of the time it's not. Awe builds on top of itself. That is the other wonderful thing about awe. The more you seek it, the more you will experience it. The more you realize that everything is energy, the easier you will find it. This is also why changing your environment occasionally will be and can be so uplifting. It increases that opportunity to find that little bit of everyday awe by changing it up a little bit, the more you will see, the more you do that, the more you will see the magic and the mundane. It's also, uh, in studies, 
shown to have a very positive effect on our immune system. It's also been shown to affect um, inflammation. I thought that was fascinating and reduce it. So slowing down and allowing ourselves this little bit of joy and um, appreciation for the world around us is transformative. And like I said, it doesn't have to be great, big, huge. In fact, in the beginning, especially if you are overwhelmed or you're or feeling a lot of anxiety or you're feeling a lot of burnout, it's just going to be those micro moments in the beginning. But if you cultivate this, if you cultivate this and you seek it out, the more it will happen. Albert Einstein said, the most beautiful experience we can have is mysterious. It is the fundamental emotion which stands at the cradle of true art and science. So this week's reflective question is, what is an experience that you have had of being awestruck? And you might have to go back a ways. You might have to go back to when you were a kid and you saw your first dinosaur skeleton at the museum and it might have been just mesmerizing and, you know, just drink that in. Take a few minutes. Take a few minutes to marinate in that experience so you can remember what it felt like. And maybe take a walk this week without listening to music, without looking at your phone. Maybe you got hit and thought, you know, I haven't listened to this piece of music in a while. And you go and you play that and just drink that in. Just take some time this week to look for the awe. Now, as always, thanks for listening. Happy to connect on social media. I tend to be on IG, threads, Facebook, and LinkedIn more than anywhere else. And remember to find beauty every day and seek the magic and the mundane. Thank you for listening to the Source Code Podcast. If you found this episode insightful and feel moved to, please leave a review and share it out with those you believe will find it helpful. You can check out my website for more information at www.adriamcdonald.com. And for more of my more regular musings, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and LinkedIn. I hope you have a beautiful week.